Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. We've got Victoria here and myself Hannah from the Bell Vista Studios team. In Studio Insights it gives us an opportunity to share what we're learning with each other, to ask each other questions and learn and grow through learning what each other's doing. So we really hope that you get some value from this episode and learn through what Victoria and I are learning about. Before we get into the episode I just wanted to share an exciting new product that we've had come out on the Creator Hub. It's 10 human-centered activities for healthcare professionals. We are super proud of it. And basically it's 10 activities that people in the healthcare industry can use to improve their practice and have better empathy for their patients. So if you know anyone in the healthcare industry or you work in the healthcare industry yourself, please check out the activities. I think we'll add a lot of value to you. I'm going to put the link to the activities in the description below, so check it out. All right, so let's get into the episode. I am going to ask the first question for you, Victoria. And it is, so you've been recently developing a course for a client and something that was a little bit different about this, which I thought was really cool that you were able to do is rather than developing straight from a storyboard where it told you exactly what you needed to develop for each screen, what you needed to do is you were looking at content and deciding what we what you were going to develop as you were developing. So you were in the development tool and you just had say paragraphs of text and you had to decide how am I going to present this text and what's it going to look like on the screen rather than being told by the storyboarder what you should be developing. So I just wanted to know because that course ended up looking incredible. When I looked at it, I was like, that looks so nice. The screen designs that you had and the interactions that you set up. And I just wanted to know from you what your process was for doing that, because I would love to be able to develop to that level and produce something without a storyboard if it arises in the future. Yeah. Um, well, to start with, I like I did already have some inspo that was handed over to me with the client content. Um, so we had like a rough sort of storyboard that we weren't using anymore but it had some ideas in it of like screenshots and things like that um and then we had some other screenshots that the team had kind of collected like throughout the life of the project basically um of cool ideas that they'd come across that they thought would be good to use so I did have like a little bit of a basis of like kind of how we wanted it to end up um so yeah, I had those like front of mind when I was going over the content, but I basically just like, I had to read over the content initially. Um, and I tried to like kind of group it together roughly then just to like try and map out how it would actually look in the dev file. Cause there were a few like menus and hub screens and that kind of thing. Um, so I did, I spent like the first probably day and a half just looking at all of that kind of grouping things together, figuring out like what the different paths would be um how many menu screens we would need um and also looking at we had a look and feel template developed already so looking at that and kind of thinking how that could be adapted to suit the content that actually had to go in it um so once I had like a rough plan of how like the bigger parts of the module would work like those because I think there were like maybe 10 hub screens in the end um I broke it down further and went like, looked at the content that was gonna go into each hub. Um, and it was, the client content was already like sort of divided just into paragraphs for the different topics. So I'd look at each topic, see like everything that had to be included. Um, Cause they had some, uh, 
like there were certain activities and like interactions that they wanted to include. Um, so I just made sure I was like familiar with what exactly had to go into it. Um, and then I spent time on Canva, Shutterstock. Um, what else did I use? I think about those were like the two main ones, just looking at like different templates and different layouts, um, just to get ideas for the different screens. Because most of them, when I looked at the content, I sort of had an idea of what I wanted to turn it into. Um, whether it was like dot points or there were a lot of click and reveals in it as well. Um, but yeah, I had a rough idea of like what kind of screen I wanted to create. And then I just used, yeah, Canva and Shutterstock to look at different um, images and get different ideas that way to try and make it look a bit nicer as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it was just like looking at what, I don't know, like what the information actually was, like, like the easiest way to break it down. And a lot of the time it did end up being like click on reveals where each new point was like a new screen with um, like images or icons or something that matched mm. what they were talking about. Mm. I don't know, that was kind of it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. What, when you were planning it, you know how you said you were planning it for a day and a half, what did that look like? What did yeah. you actually do? Um, so for that, I did, so I did have like the module open. Um, I was doing it in Storyline. So I had Storyline open um, and I was going through the content and just highlighting it in different colours, depending on what the, like what type of content was um, and to identify where those hubs were because you kind of need to know that like early on in the development process. Um, otherwise you might have to do a bit of rework. And like I knew I wanted like a different scene in Storyline for each hub so mm -hmm. I basically just um yeah went through the document and highlighted depending on if it was like a new hub and which content related to that hub mm -hmm. um and then I started transferring some of that information into the module just so I could like see because obviously like just when it I think it was like a 20 page document or something like that's kind of hard to keep track of but if I like dumped some of it into the module I could see like this branches into that which branches into that and that kind of thing um, so yeah, I basically put in different scenes for the different hubs from the content. Um, if there was any like inspiration images that came to mind straight away, I just pasted those in as well. Um, and I did start like copy and pasting some of the text from the client content into the module as well, just as like a reminder. Cause some of them, if I didn't have an idea, like I'd just put the text in. So I knew, I don't know, there's like, there might be four really text heavy screens in a row. Um, so I know that like down the track, I'd need to break that up further and it might get a bit bigger or like I'd identify them. Um, I don't know if there was like a better way of displaying that information. And I think doing it that way as well helped make sure that there wasn't like 10 click and reveal screens in a row. Um, if I put in like rough ideas and the like with the content, I could kind of see like, oh, there's gonna be like text and image, a text and image screen, then a click and reveal then I don't know something else like <laughs> just like so it's not just repetitive too repetitive for the learner um yeah that was sort of it that's really cool it didn't like it looks so good the way it ended up I think I could really see and probably like another tip for the audience you had the look and feel so you had an idea of what the client wanted and what their brand style was like and I noticed that yeah. every and you created even though there were so many different types of screens with all different looks and feels it all tied together so I really like yeah. how 
found images and found resources that align with the look and feel, but were still different, so it wasn't repetitive. So I thought, yeah. do you have a process for looking for images or like uh, when you're looking at templates of inspiration on Shutterstock and Canva, how did you find something that aligned with the look and feel? Um, it honestly was just comparing whatever I found to the look and feel. Yeah. So I had, because I started developing the module from the look and feel template that we did, but I kept, I think there was five screens we'd done for the look and feel. I kept that as like its own scene in the project, just so I, it was like sitting right next to every screen I made. Um, and like some screens didn't work, I would start designing something and then, I don't know, check back in a little bit and I was kind of like, oh, it's not really <laughs> like matching, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess after a while there were like, I knew there were similar themes and like even with choosing photos and that, like it was, uh, the module was sort of using like some darker colours. So darker imagery kind of looked mm. better with it. So just like little things like that helped it all be more like cohesive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was just like constantly having that look and feel open and every design I did, I was like looking at them all together to see like if I slotted that slide in with that does it all mm. flow still yeah. yeah yeah love it I agree with that I feel like if I have the look and feel and I've like put whatever I'm thinking of using against it you can sort of tell like does it yeah. look like it fits in with that group and that look and feel or does it look out of place and yeah you develop yeah really and I think after a while it becomes like by the end of it I didn't really have to refer back as much because I'd done like so many screens so it was a bit easier um but yeah I think it helps and I had like their website open as well and their brand style guides our uh, brand style guide um and it was just kind of little things you'd notice like there might be a design I liked but there was I don't know like a circle I don't know circles in the background or something and there might be like I'd look at it and think oh there's something like not quite right about that um like it doesn't fully match or something's yeah, yeah not right and usually it would just be like one feature and like that feature doesn't exist anywhere else in the module so like mm -hmm. I know that that was what needed to be removed or what needed to be changed yeah yeah it's like use the exact design you can pull out components that you like that match your look and feel yeah. something you see yeah I love that yeah that's really cool cool thanks for that I'll just share as well because I know you were looking at some of the inspiration from a document where I like brainstormed different ideas. So I'll just share with everyone who's yeah. listening what I looked at. So you said Shutterstock and Canva. I also looked at Behance. So I'll put the links of all of these in the description for anyone who's listening. Behance, um, I think it's Mobin, M-O-B-B-I-N, but I'll put it in the description if I've got that wrong. And then there's also a YouTube channel that's really, really good that has UI, UX, inspiration and design. So I'm going to put that in the description as well. Um, because yeah, there's so many cool examples out in the world. Um, also in our Facebook group, we always share lots of cool examples. So people will share like cool things that they've seen. Um, and I usually look through that as well when I'm coming up for inspiration. So join our Facebook group because you'll get a lot of insight and inspiration from that. Yeah, it was good. Nice work. It looks so good, the course. Thanks. Do you have a... Um, or <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so mine is kind of similar to what your question started off as, um, because for me, I actually did find it like quite tricky at first to just work from 
a document without a storyboard. Like it, I felt like it took me such a long time to, yeah, like break, break, like do that initial breakdown that I was talking about on that first like day and a half. Um, so I wanted to know, like, because you've, I know you've been working on a storyboard as well. Like, if you, because I imagine the process would have been kind of similar, except you're like when you work on your storyboard, you're breaking it down from the client content and turning it into that in some form. Um, whereas I was turning it straight into something in like the development file. Um, but like, what's your process when you first get all of the content that you have and you're trying to like develop that storyboard? Um, like so just your initial, like, yeah, I guess, for it, like when you've got to review everything and try and make some sense of it first before you can decide what you want to turn it into. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So that is information mapping, I think. So like instructional design, like we say, it starts off like a funnel. Like if we start wide and then we get closer and closer to the solution. And how it works is we have all of the content from the client and the content from the discovery output. So the human-centered activities we've conducted, whether it's like an empathy map or user interviews, user personas. And we match that information and the outputs to the learning objectives. So I can see there's like the success statement, which is what we're trying to achieve for the project. And then there's learning objectives that the learners need to meet in order to meet that success statement. And all of those learning objectives have all the information that's relevant to it. So that's the first stage. So I get like a really good idea of, okay, this is the need to know information for this learning objective. This is the need to know for that learning objective. And then once I have that idea, that's when I, once I have an idea of that, that's when you can brainstorm. So for the project that I'm working on today, Kim and I did a brainstorm for each learning objective saying like, how could we get the learners to do this specific learning objective? And different things that came out was like poster, video, um, storybook, um, like matching activity, multiple choice question. There's like heaps of different ideas, a podcast. And we'd like brainstorm and then talk with each other around like what are our ideas, what the ideas are that we brainstorm. So I might say, oh, for this learning objective, like what came up is I thought we could have a podcast where we get people who already know how to do it to talk about these specific things. And so then we start thinking about how it's going to look in the e-learning. And then when I go to storyboard, I've got all of the information that I need, as well as the ideas and the outputs that we're thinking of doing for it. And then I just really need to say, okay, for this poster, this is the information that matches to it. I need to create the poster that meets that learning objective, which uses that information. Um, we know like a po we think a poster is going to be the right way to do it. So it all sort of comes together yeah. like a storyboard. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I guess like the main difference with that and what I was doing is that I was more limited. Like we just knew that it was going to be <laughs> screens in the e-learning module. Yeah. And I guess ideally I would go through that same, I would have gone through that same process, but yeah, it was just more limited. <laughs> yeah. I think you had like approved content that couldn't be adjusted. Whereas yeah. mine was just like write whatever you want, as long as it meets the objective, mm. their language and tone. I could like do yeah. what I wanted, but yeah, you're right. For yours, you had to think of an interaction that worked for that specific sentence and you couldn't change it or do mm. it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's why I was asked, I asked your question as well, because I was thinking, <laughs> I feel like it would be, because I'm not used to having to develop content exactly as it is and coming up with an interaction. Mm -hmm. I'm like writing the content in a way that designs the interaction that aligns with the interaction that I want to use. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. So I guess it depends on the situation and what the client wants, but we've just demonstrated mm. ways to storyboard and develop yeah. thoughts. <laughs> How about? <laughs> All right. Was there anything else you'd like to ask? Or does that meet your intent of your question? No, that's all. Thanks. All right. Great. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Studio Insights. It's been awesome to have you here. Really hope that you learned something new. Um, take action on what we've spoken about. If you're about to develop a course, then take notes. Maybe actually you probably should have already taken notes, but <laughs> you might go back to different parts and take notes and yeah, check out the inspirational websites that we mentioned. That might give you some inspiration for what you want to develop. And we'll see you next time. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating and the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.